Good morning. Today's Tafin Gittin is Pei. We're nine Testament base. We're starting with the Mishnah. Uh, there are two Mishnahs over here. We're going to be going with the first Mishnah right in the middle of the Amun. Beishamay Amun Poet Adam Yishav Beget Yashan. So Beishamay says that a person could use a Get Yashan, and Beisola Ostrim and Beisola says you cannot use a Get Yashan. Okay, so it's only fair to ask Beisu Get Yashan Koshin Yisachni Ma Meachar Shekasvula. So Yichud occurred after the Ksivas Aget. Okay, so uh, we have been promising this mission now for for a good part of the Mesechta. Meaning uh, this mission over here in Ayin Testament base, which we just read, and I read it really quickly. So this mission introduces us to get Yashan. It's a quick introduction, as now we have just covered the Mishnah. So uh, let me just uh, explain it a little bit better. And that is, is that you write the get, but the get obviously is only going to be good after you given the get over to Vinasan Haget. So, uh, so the Nesinas Haget obviously is what effectuates it, what activates the get. And so when you write the get, obviously that's a Heksher, that's obviously the preparatory work. Uh, but the get is not going to be activated until it's actually given. What we're learning together right now is that according to Shita's Beis Hillel, so if after you write the get, there's a little bit of a lag, there's a delay between the Ksivas get and the Nesinas get. So, and not only, but the, the, the delay itself is not a problem, but there is Yichud. He secluded himself with her during that, uh, dur- during that delay, uh, anytime between Ksiva and Nesina. The get now is officially disqualified. They cannot use that get. That get is now a get puzzle. It's called the get yashan, right? Literally an old get, right? Uh, but old meaning, right? Uh, in, in parlance, we would say outdated, but that's not a really good description. In other words, a chachamim puzzle such a get. Meaning, if you think about it, what what is there? You could have anything to do with the uh, with with the validity of the get. So, if you think about it, the answer really is nothing. Meaning, okay, so. Uh, he inappropriately secluded himself with her. And let's assume, of course, seclusion means that they had relations uh, with one another. Okay, uh, all that's wildly inappropriate, but that should invalidate the get. So the answer is yes. Now, again, we just learned together in the Mishnah, Tzamachuk, between Beishamah and Beishelah. Uh, Beishamah takes the position that it doesn't invalidate the get. Um, the, the, uh, and Beishelah says that it does invalidate the get. One of those rare circumstances where we're going to find Beishelah to be slightly more machmer, slightly. We, we find Beisol to be more machmir than that of Beishamai. Okay, it's one of those rare circumstances. But meanwhile, um, so what's the issue? Meaning, uh, what the mission tells us is, are the facts. The fact is, is that if after Ksiva, the husband's meyache together with his ex-wife, and again, right now she's not his ex-wife, because the get hasn't been given over uh, to, uh, to her yet, but if they have yichud together, so the get is going to be invalid according to Beisol, which obviously is the halacha. Um, so what's that issue over here? So the mission does not explain. The Gemara does. So, So, Beishamah is of the position that there's no Gzera, and Beishol says that there is a Gzera. What Gzera? So, Gita Kodm Levna. So, this is an interesting Gzera. Take a look at Rashi over here who explains. In fact, I'm reading the Rashi inside. Gita Kodm Levna, Rashi, Shem Yisha, Segesh, Nasan, Veshosh, Ben Tzivel, so let's imagine, says Rashi, that there's a really long delay between the writing of the get and the giving of the get, two or three years. Now, I'm admitting, by the way, that's that, that, that <coughs> how, how often does that happen? The answer, of course, is not that often. In other words, generally speaking, after the writing of the get, you, the, the, you want to give the get as quickly as possible. Meaning now, now that we're in process, you want the process to, you know, to wrap it up pretty quickly. So a two to three year lag delay between the Ksiva and the Sina I admit sounds a little bit strange, but, but Rashi is setting us up for, and therefore what? And what's the concern? Now what happens is, is that if he's miyachid, again, we're assuming, of course, yichud means that they had relations with one another, and it's very possible that he impregnated her. 
So again, wildly inappropriate, meaning this is not the time uh, to make children with a woman that you're in the, in the process of divorcing, but it's possible that that would happen. And then later, he's going to be Megarish, uh, her with this get. And now, Okay, now, a decade later, two decades later, so people are now going to be doing the math in their head. How old is this kid? Oh, okay, fine. And, and when did she get a divorce? Now, what people are going to be thinking in terms of when she got the divorce, what's the right answer to the question? You and I know the right answer to the question is whenever she received the get. But that's not the date that's on the get. Remember, get de- whenever we date documents, they are never pre or post dated. So the get is always going to be dated to the time that it was written, which is now going to be a year or two years before the birth of that birth of that child. And so people are therefore going to walk away concluding after 10, 20 years, oh, wait a second. So that child was born after the get. Now, that re- in reality, that's not the case. Because again, the get wasn't given until two or three years later, post-writing. But again, in retrospect, people don't know that. They only have the dates to work with. Well, I know when the kid was born. And I and I see this get, this, this get being dated uh, prior to his birth. Oh, so he was born after the divorce. And now, out of wedlock. And now that only begs the next question, and so what? Look at the next part of Rashi. So Rashi says, and as a result of that, now there's a Pagam. Okay, now Pagam is really hard to explain. In other words, it's not Mamzerus. I want to be very clear. I think I am being very clear. In other words, the child is not a Mamzer. In other words, we, in English, translate the word Mamzer to be bastard, and it's a, and it's a poor translation. It's not a good translation, right? In, in English, bastard just simply means the child that's born out of wedlock. Right, then Mamzerus is, we, we're in Seder Nashim. And we've covered this again and again. And when we go to Kedushin, and as we already pointed out, in a week and a half, we're going to start Kedushin. So, but it's, it's, it's way down the road in Kedushin. It's the third parak of Kedushin. So, uh, we're going to be discussing this in more detail, but we already know. At this point in Seder Nashim, we already know. A Mamzer is a child that's born via an Isser of Erva. Right? There has to be an Isser Kares to that relations. And then, the, and when the, and when a man and woman engage in an isra arayus, so then the resulting child is going to be a mamzer, right? That's a so that's what creates a mamzer. Over here, n- the child is not a mamzer, not. In other words, what happened is is that a man and woman who are not married. Now, granted, they were married, but now they're not. And and again, just to make sure everyone understands, in reality, they are married because the get is not going to be effective until the nesina. But from the perception of people, because they're only looking at the date of the get which preceded the birth of the child, so they're going to think that the child now is born out of wedlock. Okay. And as Rashi points out over here, and therefore the child now is a pagum. Now, pagum means that it's a, it's a inferior nature to his pedigree. Okay. Halachically, what does that mean? Uh, it's hard, hard really to, for me to put my finger on it in terms of what does that mean? Can he not marry a Jew because he has a, because he has a pagam? I would offer, I would suggest that it does not affect his pool of who he can or cannot marry. Granted, uh, granted that the people who are careful about yichus and want to maintain, uh, want to maintain better yichus in their family would avoid marrying such an individual. But is there an isser for him to marry somebody? Uh, uh, hard, hard, hard to say yes. Right, right. Okay. In other words, he has a pagam. He has a pagam in his yichus. Okay, fine. 
And and I'm just it, it just strikes me as as interesting and, and and a little bit hard to explain. Meaning that according to Beis Hillel, the reason why we're we're postling the get is because it would lead to this event, and the event is the child is pagan. Meaning it's not even that the child is a mamzer because the child's not a mamzer. Okay, and we're, and we're making a gzera de rabbanan to avoid this kind of scenario. Fine. Um, we are just a little bit more before we go into the next mishnah. So Amar Rav Abba Amar Shmuel Im Niseis Lo Seitze. So uh, if now, uh, according to Basilo, the Basilo says that you're not allowed to recycle this get. You can't. You cannot use this get. But if she does, meaning in other words, me Iker Adin Min the get is in fact a good get, even though he was miyachid with her after the writing of the get. But me Iker Adin the get the get's really good get. So. If she remarries, lo say she does not have to leave her second marriage. If she goes ahead and remarries based on this get, Igadarmin now in a slightly different version. Amar of Abba Amar Shmuel im nizgarsha tinasi lechatchila. So in the second version, we're going to be even a little more gentle in that. Really, the get is possible, but the get is possible only from a lechatchila standpoint. Meaning that if they went to the rav and they asked the rav, "What do I do?" Meaning he wrote the get, and I was miachid with her after the writing of the get. Okay, so mid disqualifies the get. So what should you do? You should write another get. Ah, but if for whatever reason uh, they went through with the with, with the get and they and he gave her the get, so in the second version, okay, what's done is done. Meaning since Meikar didn't the get's a good get, and uh, the and the psul is not as strong as a psul, so therefore lechatchila uh, now she can go ahead and get remarried based on this get that's given. Okay, so a get yashin is puzzle, but even as we say that. We just learned together that the psul over here isn't as black and white as the um, as the uh, as, as as other psulim would be, so to say. Okay, uh, we're a nine testament based, and now we're up to the next mishnah. Kasav lishum machus ena ogenus lishum machus mada lishum machus yavan. So, what do you do now? Oh, well, let me just read a little bit more. Lebinyan habayis lechorban habayis. So you write uh, the get, and you have to date it. Okay, now, uh, nowadays when we date any documents, so how do we date? It's actually really simple. We do it from Bria Sa'olam, from when the world was created. Okay, so we are now in the year 5783, right? Um, not so far away from 5784, if you can imagine. So uh, so that's how we date our documents nowadays. But but back in the good old days, so the dating of documents were done based on uh, the current leader of the, uh, of the world. I, I say world, I really, of course, mean whoever auspices were under, whose ever jurisdiction were under. So if we're governed by the Roman, Romans, so we, we write Roman. If we're governed by the Greeks, we write Greek. And, it, and v'chule, v'chule. So in other words, the dating of the documents, because quite frankly, dating of all documents back in the good old days were done based on the king, what year he is in his rule, the, 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 the governing body at the time. That's what used to be done. So over here in our Mishnah, what we're learning together in our Mishnah is do not date the get based on old governments or bad governments. Now, I say bad governments. I don't mean the one that's currently in place, right? The one, the one currently in place is always going to be bad because who likes to be governed? Okay, but, but in other words, but you cannot date it based on old governments. The mission here gives a number of examples, and not just old governments, by the way, but even going back to the base of Mikdash. You, you can't do that. So if you write it, in a moment we're going to learn that that's Rome. And obviously we're not talking about people who are currently governed by Rome. Obviously they're going to write Rome in all their documents. In other words, if you're living in Babel and you decide, you know what? 
I'm going to date it not based on the current government that we have, but rather by Rome. Don't do that. Uh, the, the Mishnah's language for the Machashena Hogenis obviously is interesting. We're going to, we're going to touch more on that in just a moment. Or Madai, or Yavan. So all these are not current governing bodies at the time. Don't do it. In other words, don't date the get based on that. And based on Mikdash, not when it was built, not from the time that it was built, nor from the time that it was destroyed. Okay, uh, the mission over here is giving numerous, numerous examples of these are datings that are in, that, that are not appropriate. Now, I say not appropriate. In a moment, we're going to learn it's much stronger than not appropriate, meaning it passes the get. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. Why so many different examples in the Mishnah? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to come and, and explain. Haya b'Mizrach, v'Kasav b'Marav, b'Marav, v'Kasav b'Mizrach. So alternatively, what you do is that you, uh, in the get itself, when you're writing, you're going to be writing the location in which you're, the, the get is being written in. And what you do is you write the wrong location. Okay, so you made mistakes, but but the, as we're going to learn together now, critical mistakes. You dated it incorrectly or you located it incorrectly. You gave the wrong location. So now as a result of that, the get's no good. Okay. Now I know this is really, really strong result from a, I'm going to call it a small mistake. It's not small, but I'm going to call it a small mistake. But you're going to see that the results are extraordinarily strong. As a result of that, and Now, she takes this get, she goes and assumes that she's divorced because she just got a get, and she went and she remarried another man. So now what the Mishnah is telling us is, is that because of these mistakes, a dating error or a location error, because of these mistakes, so now the Chachamim say to her, that's it. In other words, you're going to get penalized. You are now going to be divorcing both men. Now, you already divorced your first husband, but that get was no good. You got to divorce him. Now, you have to divorce your second husband, even though that really wasn't even a marriage. But still, in other words, it certainly was perceived as a marriage. Everyone thought you were divorced, as did you as well. Uh, so therefore, you're going to require a get from the second husband as well. So you're going to have to be leaving both men and you're going to be requiring a get from Mizeh, Mizeh from both men. Now, the language of the Mishnah should sound familiar because we did this back in Yavamos. Remember back in Yavamos? Mm-hmm. Uh, we described the woman who went ahead and remarried because she assumed her husband was dead. Now, why did she assume it? Uh, because there was some reporting. Now, uh, we know that even though she's allowed to remarry based on some reporting, it's not Adam, it's not a pair of witnesses, one witness or was hearsay, so she's allowed to remarry, but do so at your own risk. Right? This is what we said at the end of Yavamos. And if, in fact, it turns out that her husband is not dead and the rumors were wildly exaggerated and the husband comes back, so this mission that we're learning right now is over there back in the end of Yavamos. She has to leave this one and this one, and she has to require a get from this one and this one. And all the consequences that we're about to go over right now, I think 15 consequences in total, if my if I remember correctly. So we're going to go through them all. So all those consequences were back there in Yavamos. Okay, now mind you, by the way, obviously it allows us to compare the two, uh, the two different scenarios over there. You understand, right? Those are harsh results, but it's 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 better understood. It's easier to understand because over there, in other words, what she really needs to do is ascertain as to whether or not her husband's alive or dead. In other words, if she in fact is a, still a married woman, her husband is not is not dead. She has no business getting remarried, obviously. So over there are just a couple of 
you know, rumors, you know, uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, right, a, a couple of, you know, of, of suggestions that her husband, in fact, died, she has to do the research. And if she doesn't, if she doesn't do her due diligence and she marries and it turns out that her original husband's still alive, so then you understand. Over here, I, I'm going to admit, it's a little bit harder to understand. Over here, because of the get was not properly written. And when I say not properly written, it's a dating error. In other words, you, you dated it based on the wrong governmental body. Or it's a location error. Okay? So I admit over here, in other words, these are harsh consequences for what I'm going to call smaller errors. Okay? Now, I'm just setting this up for the Gemara because the Gemara is going to point this out. Meaning that, you just understand that our, our mission over here is taking a very hard line on what is a technical error in the get, in the writing of the get. So according to the Mishnah, she holds on to the get, not only up to, but throughout her second marriage? I mean, in other words, right. There was a point in time where it was discovered that this get now had these kinds of errors. I, th- I thought the husband got the get and she got paid her down. The husband, no, I mean, he has After to give her divorce. the get. After the divorce. After yeah. the divorce, he gets, he gets back the get as, right. as, a, as, a, as a receipt for the, uh, for the ksuva. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And I know, and I say that comfortably because in our mission we're going to be talking about him receiving a receipt as opposed to the get. So, so the, the biggest difference that I see between this and the case in Yeramos is in Yeramos it's, it's a suffix, it's a question whether the husband's dead. Right. It's not a question whether she received the get or not. She received the get, but with it with an error. But the error was discovered afterwards. Correct. Correct. So she received the get. Doesn't the doesn't the fact that she received the get annul? The no, in other words, what she should what she should have done. I mean, the Gemara is going to say this. Rashi says it over here in our mission as well. But what she should have done is that she should have. And 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 when I say she, meaning whoever was officiating the get, but it the responsibility falls on her. In other words, that should have been this. Even though it was discovered afterwards, <laughs> the mistake was there at the time of the get. Obviously, it was written into the get. Literally, the mistake was written into the get. So this should have been discovered at the time. Doesn't matter. In other words, it's her, it's her responsibility. I mean, it's not exclusively her responsibility, but it's part of her responsibility. To check or get and make sure it's the good yeah, Correct. Correct. And I know, that's all, I, I'm with you, by the way. I, I understand that's a lot to put on her. And these, that, I, I'm, I'm also observing that these are smaller mistakes. These are not the kind of landmark mistakes like the one Yavamus where, oops, I didn't know he was dead. Right. <laughs> right? That's a, that's a major mistake. Over here, less so. And still the same the same ramifications. I, I'm acknowledging. Now the ain la log suva velo peros velo mazons velo belos loze lo alze velo alze, and she gets none of the financial benefits. Okay, if you'll forgive me right now, I'm not going to go through each one of them. Meaning at this point in time, either you know you don't know, but and at this point in time, meaning we're we're so far into seder nashim. So the um, I'll just simply leave it as. She loses all. She loses all of her financial benefits based on the fact that she used this gap, which she should not have done. And in fact, she helps herself to any of the financial benefits that was illicit on her part, and therefore she has to return it. Yeah. In other words, remember there are now two. There are two men that are involved in this. Oh, I see. In other words, I, I totally understand what, what you're confused by. In other words, in the event that, let's say, she goes back to her first husband. 
Right, but in other words, she, right, she shouldn't have gone back to her first husband, but consider the fact that she never really was divorced from her first husband. Okay. She goes back to her first husband. She has children with her first husband, so those children are going to be mamzerim from the first husband. They'll be mamzerim from the second husband as well. And neither can be metamifer, meaning that if either the husbands are kohanim and she dies, he cannot be involved in the burial. And he's not going to be able to financially benefit from her after after this get. So uh, he's not going to be getting a Messiah, her, her Messiahs, which normally the husband is entitled to, not the Messiah dime, not her earnings, which normally the husband's entitled to. Uh, the, the, these husbands, we're going to put that in quotes, obviously. The, these husbands can't be made for her, her, her neder. If she's a basisol, she can no longer marry a Kohen. She's going to be labeled and branded a Zona. Zona is not allowed to marry a Kohen. Baslevim and a Meiser, and Baslevim no longer will be entitled to eat Meiser. Baskoim and a Truma, Baskoim is not, no longer allowed to eat Truma. Ve'in Yorshin shall Zev, Yorshin shall Zev, Yorshin Ksuvasa. And any of her children are not going to be inheriting her Ksuva. In a moment, we're going to be asking the obvious question, what do you mean? She is not entitled to Ksuva. So what, when we say that the children are not inheriting the Ksuva, what Ksuva are we even talking about? It doesn't exist. Now, if either of the husbands die, so uh, the surviving brothers who have a mitzvah of Yibam are no longer able to perform the mitzvah of Yibam, but because there really is a Zika, so therefore the surviving brothers are going to be doing Chalitza, not Yibam. Okay, so um, for a mistake of either dating, Right. In other words, you incorrectly dated the the get, or in the event that you, um, sorry, uh, in in the event, right, in in a dating error or in a location error, you wrote the wrong location on the get. So all of these consequences. Fine. And 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 the mission goes on. Now, not only in these circumstances, but shina shma ushma shemira v'shemira so uh, in the event that you change either his name or her name or his city or her city, in other words, you got those basic facts wrong. So once again, she she got divorced with this get, which now has a critical error in the get, which means that the get is no good and she goes to get and remarries another man. So So basically cut and paste. Everything that we said above, we're going to say again in this case as well. And kol ha-raisha amru tzaruseyim mutaros ha-achol ha-tzaruseyim elu. Another circumstance where we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to have to work with all these consequences is going to be in a case of Arias. Meaning, let's say that the man dies leaving multiple women of, uh, eligible for Yibam. As we learned in the first sugya of Yivamos, if one of those women, right, one of those wives, is an erva to the surviving brother, how is that possible? Right? See the beginning of Yavamos. It's more than possible. Okay, I'm not going to go through that right now. But in the event that if one of the wives is an erva, so what does that mean? She's putter from the mitzvah of Yibam. And not only is she putter from the mitzvah of Yibam, all the co-wives now, that's what's called Saras Erva. All the co-wives are putter from the mitzvah of Yibam. However, if later on it's discovered that this erva is also an islandess, which basically now undoes her marriage, her original marriage, so that means that all the all the uh, co-wives are no longer co-wives of an erva, which means that all of them had a zika, and they went ahead and they remarried other men, 
When meanwhile they had a zikr to this man, no good. Mishra says, And so therefore they're also going to be uh, given these consequences. Okay. Now let's say a man marries his, the, uh, the tzara. Now all the other women uh, think at this point in time, okay, right? In other words, once you once you perform yibum to one of the tzaras, the rest of them go free. And Nim says, islandist, and the one that performed the mitzvah of yibum turned out to be an islandist, which means now that the zika no longer is it was the, the, the zika was never undone. So then, okay. So in other words, again, these are things that need to have been discovered. And uh, if they were discovered at a later point in time, so then the penalties. Kasav sofer get liish and shover liisha. Another scenario where the sofer writes a get for the man, and he writes a receipt for the woman. And tav and also I get liisha v'shover liish. And now we go to the. I'm gonna. I was gonna say lawyer, but it's the sofer. We go to the sofer, and everyone gets their paperwork. So the sofer, you know, folded everything up, put it in an envelope. And said here, and he gives now some paperwork to the man and some paperwork to the woman. Now, what he should have been giving is the get to the man and the and, and, and the receipt to the woman. And then what happens is, is that at the divorce, the husband's going to be giving her what he thinks, what he believes is a get, and she's going to be giving him what she believes is the receipt. Now, the receipt is only going to be given to him when he, in fact, he pays a ksuva. Let's just assume that at the get, he paid her the ksuva. Okay, so now all the paperwork is going to be exchanged. However, uh, what happened over here is, is that the sofer handed sealed envelopes to both. Neither of them opened it up and read it beforehand. And meanwhile, what happened was a, an egregious error. And that is that the husband received the receipt and the woman received the get. And so now as they're exchanging paperwork, right, he never unfolded it. He never read it. And what did he hand her? He didn't hand her the get, but he handed her the receipt. Okay. No, the get has not been affected. Now, she's handing him the get. Okay, that's great. Meaning, but that's not affecting divorce. He has to give the get to her. Okay, so, in such a situation, So now what's going to happen in those circumstances is, uh, the um, so the um, again all the, all the consequences that we described earlier and Rabbi Lazar Omer im lauter yatsa shein zeget im laachrezman yatsa harei zeget local amen amin rishu laabiz chuso shol sheni and Rabbi Lazar over here just simply makes a comment of it depends whether or not the mistake is discovered immediately or it was discovered after some time if it was after discovered after some time. So Rabbi Lazar says we, we're not gonna we're not gonna enforce all these consequences. Later, the Gemara is going to ask the question: Why should that be? How do we understand Rabbi Lazar? We'll come back to that at a later point in time. Okay. So the Mishnah over here—that's a lot. That's a lot of Mishnah. The Mishnah over here goes over numerous scenarios where a mistake was was made, and the mistake should have been discovered, and because of failure to discover the mistake. So therefore, very serious consequences to the woman and her husband and her second husband as a result of not ensuring that the get was a good get. Okay. My Machashena Hogan. So over here, we're not really going to be dealing with some of the larger issues yet. Right now, we're just, uh, we're going to get stuck on a couple of smaller issues. Rome is called a Machashena Hogan. Machas Romim. 
So first of all, I, I just assumed that everyone knows, but the Gemara immediately establishes that the Malchus HaEinahogen is literally translated as an inappropriate government. Improper government. So that's, that's the description to describe the Romans. So they don't have language and they don't have, uh, they don't have, they don't have, um, writing and they don't have language. Okay. Now that's a little bit difficult to understand. Rashi explains, So Rashi explains over here that they don't have anything original. So, um, uh, but rather they are borrowing languages from others. Uh, there's a Gemara Navodazar and Dafyun. Uh, that quotes the Pasuk in Ovadia, Bazui Atamaod. Right? Ovadia, when, when describing the, uh, the Romans. So, um, sorry. He's not describing the Romans. Uh, there were no Romans in the time of Ovadia. Sorry, I'm totally historically off, off, off base. Alright, when describing Bavel, so Bazui Atamaod. So the, um, so anyway, so, uh, somebody who's very disgraced. In other words, uh, they do not have their own language. They, what they do is they borrow languages from others. Okay. Um, again, not totally clear over here in terms of what what language we're, we're describing over here in terms of the Romans, which ones they're borrowing. Uh, seemingly, we're talking about the Greek language, maybe Latin, not totally sure. Anyway, okay, uh, I... I I strongly feel that there's more there's more over here to the story than what we're getting from the Gemara. In other words, in terms of why Rome is referred to as Malchus Genesis. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously it matters, but Roman Roman numbers. I, I get. I I have a really good feeling that there's a lot more going on. Anyway, it, it's it's Genesis. Let's just right now. Let's just leave it at that. So the uh, Gemara says now, Amar Ula. Okay, so now, now we're going to deal with the more fundamental issues, and that is, look, we're, we're dating the document. Okay, it's a get. But like any document, we're going to date it. And how we're going to date it? We're going to date it based on the current local government. Why? So it's called Shalomachos. In other words, what we want to do is that we're right now, we have hosts. We're not living in Eretz Yisrael. We are not, uh, we're not autonomous. Uh, we are now being governed by others, and what we want to do is that we want to increase the peace with the governing body that we live in. This is something that uh, we have uh, unfortunately had to deal with now for a, for just a slight little a little less than two millennia, and so uh, you know some, sometimes we have a wonderful relationship with our hosting uh, with our hosting um, uh, governing body, and sometimes we don't. Okay, that's an oversimplification, but I think everyone here understands. What we would like to do, however, is we'd like to try to uh, to make um, uh, uh, to, to make statements of peace between us and our governing body. So every time we date a document, we say, "Hey, look what we are doing. We're dating the document based on your rulership, and that will hopefully create more shalomachos if we do that." Okay, and if you go ahead and you write a get, and you don't make these kinds of 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 of, of niceties to our local governing body. So that totally goes against the purpose of dating it in, in the manner. So instead of, in other words, right now we're being hosted by Bavel. I'm not talking about us right now in the 21st century. But at the time of the writing of the uh, of the Gemara, so we're hosted by Bavel. And instead of writing in the get, hey, this is, you know, the current Babylonian king is so, and the current Persian king is so. Instead of doing that, 
we go back to Rome and we say, hey, this is now, we're dating the, the document based on Julius Caesar, who lived how many years ago? So once we do that, so it gets no good. Meaning, the whole purpose of dating is Shalom Malchus, and this is going against Shalom Malchus. So, the Gemara now wants to understand. Ah, so the reason why we have to date the document based on current governing bodies and the current king at the time is for Shalom Malchus. And you didn't do that. And what you did is instead you went to an older governing body, one that no longer is, no, no longer is around, or not the one that's currently governing us here at this time. So now, it's, it, it, so, so you do that, and now it gets no good. But the Gemara is going to ask the question, which I've been prompting and foreshadowing now for, for, a good, for a good number of minutes in today's daf. And because of that, so now the gets disqualified and, and the children are going to be mamzerim and, and go through the laundry list of, of things that we learned together in the Mishnah. That's harsh. The Gemara now makes that point. So the Gemara says, now, really? That's a harsh consequence for what seems to be not the most egregious error. You, you failed on Shalom Malchus, but the children are going to be in Mamzerim. So the Gemara says, in. The Gemara says, yeah, Rabbi Meir Latame, the Amar Rav Amnuna, Mishmei Deula, Omer Haya Rabbi Meir, Kalam Meshanak, Mimatbea, Shetavu Chachamim, Begitten, Havlad Mamzer. So the Gemara says, yes, according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says that once a Chachamim told us and instructed us how to write a get, any deviation from the way that the Chachamim told us to do so would be a failure in get. This is Kol Hamishana. Anyone who makes any changes or deviations from what the rabbis instructed us to do, this is the way to do it, says the Chachamim. And we deviate even though the Torah did not give us these instructions. But nevertheless, according to Rabbi Meir, Deviation from even rabbinic instruction disqualifies the get. Okay, and again, the Gemara is acknowledging that that that's a harsh result. But this is Rabbi Meir l'shita so. Utsricha, and, and by the way, and the Gemara is going to make this point. I'm just making it right now. Uh, the uh, um, the uh, if you don't subscribe to Rabbi Meir, meaning the get is not a disqualified get. In other words, you didn't you you failed on the shalmachus, but. If, if you're not a subscriber to Rabbi Meir, so then the get would be a good get. Our Mishnah is in fact subscribing to the sheet of Rabbi Meir. Now, uh, now the Mishnah gave so many different examples of, you know, you really blew it. In other words, instead of writing the local government, you wrote Rome. You wrote Greece. Like, well, like why does the Mishnah give so many examples? In other words, if I wrote Rome, so I would have said, you know what? That, 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 that's terrible. Why? Because Rome is currently still in charge, mm-hmm. meaning at the time of the writing of the Gemara. So again, they're living in Bavel, so they should be dating it based on current Babylonian rule. Who's ever ruling in Bavel at the time? You elected to go with Rome, which is egregious considering the fact that Rome is still, is still currently ruling, just, you know, not, not here. And that's an affront to the local government. Ava machus, mada machus, yavos hava. But if I'm going and dating it back to the the uh, the, the governing uh, the, the the monarchies of Greece or or Madai, so they're, they're no longer they're no longer world powers, okay? So no one's going to get offended, right? That's a chiddush. So 
So, and, and, and look, if, if we go with Greece, so that is still in the front. Why? Because I'm choosing another governing body. But if I go with Chorim Beis Amikdash or, or the Beis Amikdash, am I really offending <coughs> the local governing body? That's also why it's there. That's a Chiddush. Now, Iyash Minan, Binyan Abayas, Dami Kemitkari, Shavchayu, Avachor Ben Abayas, Did Sarahu, Emalot Tzricha. And if I went with the building of the Beis Amikdash, so that is, it, it, it's, that, that, that's a trigger. Because basically what I'm saying to the current local body is, hey, you know what? We're here right now, but remember, we, we're, we're dating our documents to the building of the Beis HaMikdash because, in other words, we long for those days of the building of the Beis HaMikdash and hopefully one day we're leaving your government and we're going to go back to Israel. All that's true, but let's not, let, let's not, let's not poke the bear. But if in the, in the, in the documents, instead of writing Binyan Beis HaMikdash, we write Chorben Beis HaMikdash, that's not going to offend the government. In other words, Chorben Beis HaMikdash, in other words, it's, it's not something that we're proud and we're, and, and, and we're poking the bear, we're sad that we lost the base of Mikdash. That's not going to bother the local government, right? That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. No, it will. So the, the, what we just did classically in our Gemara, we just went through all the different examples of the Mishnah, why the Mishnah has to give so many different examples of a dating error. Meaning we, we wrote the date of the, of the document and, and we have not preserved Shalomachos and all these examples are, are examples of even though I would have thought it's not the greatest insult to the local government, but it is. But it is. So, uh, so now when we're writing the wrong location, what's the example of writing the wrong location? Maybe it was that we, we got wrong where, where are the husband's from. Well, we know that's a mistake in the get. In fact, the mission later on makes it tells us that's, that's one of the critical errors that you wrote in the get, is that you got the, uh, the got the location of the husband wrong. And the only thing that's bothering the Gemara right now is at this early stage of the Mishnah, what exactly, what, which which location error are we talking about? Not the husband that's coming up later in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says El Alav Sofer. Oh. So the mistake is is that the Sofer's location we got wrong. What does that mean? Rav, when giving instructions to his sofrim, when you write the get, Ravuna also, obviously he got this as a tradition from Rav, and that is Instruction to the sofrim are as follows. You're writing the get, and what location are you writing in the get? Wherever you're writing the get. I maybe you were in a different town when you were instructed to write the get. So Rav and Rav Huna are telling his sofrim, I don't care. Meaning you write you write location based on where you currently are, not where you were instructed to write the get. And now what we're learning together is, is that if that was wrong, meaning that the sofrim made, and let's call it even an excuse, it's not excusable, but an understandable mistake. In other words, he was try- he was instructed to write the get. It was, the instructions were given to him in a different location. And then when he actually wrote the get, he finds himself in a new location. He wrote the location back where he was instructed. We're learning together. That's wrong. Meaning that's a mistake. A mistake actually so great that, again, the get now is a disqualified document. I'm Rav I'm As we turn to the top of Pamid Bay's, so Zudiv Rabbi Meir of Achachamamamim, I feel a little cuss of Ella, Lashem. Now I'm going to use the word senator. Because obviously they're the related words. Mm-hmm. Ella the shame senator should be ear. 
Harezem Ugureshes. So uh, the uh, what. What Rabbi Huda Mashmal teaches us is, is that all this is, is, is according to the Shita Rabbi Meir. Again, because this is Kola HaMashanami Mabbeah. In other words, any deviation that you make. The Chachamim told you, this is how you write the get. And these are the, this is the information that needs to go into the get. And you must do it in this manner. Any deviation that you make disqualifies the get. That's Shita's Rabbi Meir. But, uh, the, uh, but notes Rabbi Huda Mashmal, but if you follow like, the Shita of the Chachamim, so then... Uh, mistakes are going to be more forgivable. There is more allowances that are given in terms of, quote-unquote, a mistake. You didn't write the king. Let's say instead of writing the king, you wrote a senator. Now, by the way, what's the senator in charge of? Obviously, I'm not talking about a current political system. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about Babel, circa 3rd, 4th century. Rashi writes over here, based on the Gemara Baba Basra, Bar Machvanya, which basically means a land surveyor. Right, he's the one who uh, goes and tells everybody this property belongs to you. Your boundary goes up to there. Okay, so the uh, so tell you. so who, what's the, what's the right word to describe him? Surveyor just does measurements, meets and bounds. All he does is do the corner points and draw the lines in between where the property lines are. And you make the determination. Oh, okay. Or the lawyers or whoever. Okay, fine, fine. Whoever is in charge of, of, of the borders, of, of, of people's properties and that of the town. So they, in other words, if you write the get using that official, according to the Chachamim, that's fine. That's fine. How Gita Davik Sivbe Lashem Istandra de Bashkar. The Gemara gives us one case study where the get was written and instead of writing the king of, of, of our local government, so they uh, they wrote I don't know some other dignitary, okay. So the uh, he was a shaton shal baschar. So it happens to be that he worked under the king. So now, what you should have done obviously is that you should have wrote the king's name in the, in, in the get. Right? I think at this point in time, that's you know of all the things that we're learning today, that's one of the simple takeaway points. Meaning that there's an idea of shal malchus, and because of that, you date based on the current king. You need to write the king in the in, in the, in the in, and you didn't. You wrote the Istandra. Okay. Some, some, some local official. So, Okay, so now they had a Shaila. Is it get a good get? Yes or no? So, So, the answer was, it's good. Not only is it, not only is it get good, even according to Rameer. Now, on this issue, Rameer is a hardliner. Okay, that's obviously another point that we, we walk away with from today. Right, So uh, any deviation is no good. Even Rameer would say that it's okay over here. Why? Because over here, you've you, you got to check on Shalom Achos. The whole purpose of writing the king is so that we appease the local government. So you obviously, the best is to write the name of the king and the dating based on the current year of the current king's reign. That's the best. But even Ramir will tell you that is if I, as long as I, as long as I shout out to the king, meaning, and I'm going to be using one of his officials, okay, that's fine. Meaning, but if I'm using some other type of governing body, the Ramir would not be happy with that. And again, by the way, this is something where if we lived in Bavl in third century, we'd understand the 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 the, the, the politics over here. As opposed to a senator, if I if I mention the senator, and again, I'm not talking in modern in our modern political parlance. 
I'm talking about, you know, what, what went in Bavel in the third century. So if I wrote the senator, that'd be a front to affront to the local king. But if I write some sort of, you know, subordinate to the king, so Shvichalum will say that's a Shevach. It's a praise to the king. Okay. Amr Rabbi Abba, Amr Ravun, Amr Rav, Zu Div Rabbi Meir, Avachachamim Omrim, Havlad Kasher, Omodim Chacham Laramer, Shim Shinishmo Shma, Shemirav, Shemirav, Lan Mamzer. Okay, so now we're hearing this again today. And that is, is that our mission of subscribing to the Sheet of Rav Meir, but according to the Chachamim, if she uses this divorce that was not properly dated, in other words, it was not dated based on the current king who is governing us right now. So according to the Chachamim, the child, the child that she has from her second husband is not going to be a mamzer. The child is going to be a kasher. And even the Chachamim would agree to Rav Meir that there, there are egregious errors. Notably, you got the name wrong of the husband. You got the name wrong of the woman. You got his city wrong. You got her city wrong. That's what's called the Toref Haget. If you get that wrong, even the Chachamim will, will, will agree that gets no good. Let's do a little bit more this morning. Now, Ravashi wants to wants to support what we just learned in the name of Rav. That there's going to be a point where even the Chachamim who are more makel than Rabbi Meir will agree that there is a point of, of an unforgivable error. Notably, he got his name wrong, her name wrong. His city wrong, her city wrong. Even the Chachamim would agree that is an egregious mistake, and, and it gets no good. Well, how do I know that? Because in the Mishnah, what do we do? We went over other examples. Now, Haman Ketanila, these next cases of the Mishnah, who is the author? Is it the Shita Rav Meir? If, in fact, it's the Shita Rav Meir, so I got a great idea. Take the Mishnah and all the cases of the Mishnah, consolidate them. Meaning, give me example, 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 and then all the consequences. You'll notice that's not what the Mishnah did. The Mishnah gave an example, consequences. Then the Mishnah says, and here's another example. Oh, by the way, same consequences. Why did the Mishnah have that format? Ah, so Ravashi says, I know why. So Rabbanan Shmamina. Because what the Mishnah is telling us is, is that we have one case, i.e., I got the dating wrong. I got the wrong government. So that is speaking to Rebbe Mayer. And in such a situation, according to Rebbe Mayer, that gets no good. And, and the Mishnah goes on to describe that. Then the Mishnah says, now if I change his name or her name, there as well, that gets no good. But because the Mishnah now formatted it as this is now almost like a, it's like a reset in the Mishnah, it's because, why is the Mishnah resetting? Because over here, it's not just the sheet of Rebbe Mayer, it's Rebbe Mayer and the sheet of the Chachamim as well. Okay. One more piece of Gemara for today, and that is Kol Araisha Amru. So um, let's say the um, we, we, we thought that the co-wives were allowed to marry other women. I'm sorry, other women. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> if the co-wives thought they were allowed to marry other men, i.e., one of the co-wives was an erva to the uh, to, to the surviving brother. And it turns out now that she ended up being an islandess. And again, this is something that we should have known. And we didn't do our due diligence. So what do we say in those circumstances? If, in fact, any of those women marry another man, so now, all the consequences. Now, the Gemara wants to make a deal, and that is Nisu in and Zinu lo. 
In other words, when do their lives get ruined? Okay, I, I know I'm I know I'm overspeaking it. In other words, the, the their lives are not ruined, but it it, ruined. It, oh yeah, okay, fine. In other words, it's it's real. In other words, when do all the penalties <clears throat> kick in? When they marry another man. But let's say they don't marry another man. Let's say they're just simply with another man, absent of marriage. So uh, under those circumstances, obviously the Gemara is not condoning that behavior. It just all we're all we're saying right now is is that. It's not going to make them disqualified. So now, Lematavit Yufta de Ravam Nuna. So this would be against the sheet of Ravam Nuna, Dama Ravam Nuna, Shamaris Yavam, Shazinsa, Sura Levama. So the Gemara says, and that this should be against Ravam Nuna. Now, why is it against Ravam Nuna? Ravam Nuna, we've heard this numerous times. Here in, here in, here in Gitten, we've heard it. We heard it back in Yavamas as well. And that is according to Ravam Nuna. You have a woman who is a Shamaris Yavam. And she is Mizana. She's with another man. Not, she doesn't marry another She can't marry another man. She's with another man. Is that an act of adultery? Rav Hamnuna says, yes, it is. Okay, it's an interesting sheet of Rav Hamnuna. Effectively, Rav Hamnuna views a Shemaris Yavam. She's waiting. She has a Zika. She's waiting for her brother-in-law to do something, either Yibam or Chalitza. And so during this period, Rav Hamnuna says, Halacha will view her as if she is married. And therefore, if she commits adultery with another man, she now is labeled a zona. That's the sheet of Rav Hamanuna. And now, what we're doing is, is that we're taking our Mishnah, we're being medayik in the Lashon of our Mishnah, because our Mishnah says that we have these women who are, ended up becoming Shomer Siyavam. They didn't know that. In other words, well, they should have known it, because uh, they, they thought that the co-wife was, uh, was an erva. She was. But meanwhile, she was also an islandist which means that she was never married to the original husband, etc., etc. But anyway, it turns out that they're Shomer Siyavam. And the Mishnah says, if they marry another man, so now all the penalties are going to kick in. And the Deek is, well, that's only if they marry another man, but if they're just with another man, so the penalties do not kick in. If our Deek is right, then Rav Hamnuna is wrong. So the Gemara says, nah, look, so the Gemara says, don't make the deek in the Mishnah. The truth of the matter is, if whether they're Mizana or whether they marry another man, all the penalties are going to kick in. And the only reason why the Mishnah chose to use the language of marriage, Lishna Ma'alya. We're just, you know, we want to say it nicer. Igadamri, now we're going to do the same thing again, Nisivu But here in the second version, uh, we're going to assume that the Mishnah is talking both Nisuin and Znus. But she does, she has to have Chalitza anyway. Well, again, she didn't, at the time, she didn't know. At the time, she thought that she was a free woman because right. one of the one of the co-wives was an erva, so she thought she was okay. And 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 what did she do? So the Misha said nisu, but now in the second version, we're going to assume it's nisu or could be znus as well. So lema mesayel the ravam nuna davam ravam nuna shemaris yavam liyavama. And now, if our diuk is good, it supports ravam nuna. Lo, the gemara says no, the diuk is not good. So So we're speaking over here just specifically about Nisuin, but not Znus. Why? Because what's going to happen now? The, uh, the, there's a real reason to make a distinction. Because when people see that she went ahead and she married another man, so people are going to think that the same thing is true regarding a woman where the husband went off overseas and, the, um, and, and, they, and they told her that her husband died. And now, what does she do? She goes ahead and she marries another man. 
So over here, so that people understand that the uh, that in both circumstances, right? This is now again going back to what we discussed much earlier this morning. The comparison between our case over here and the case in, at the end of Yevamos. So once they once they see that case over there, they're going to confuse it with this case over here because the consequences are all the same. So over there, to make sure that people understand that the cases are similar to one another, they're only going to legislate in cases of marriage. But if she's Mizana, the the all, all the all the cases are not going to be in force. Okay. Akonis uh, Yevimto, that's where we'll start tomorrow. Okay, we'll start tomorrow with the case of Akonis Yevimto. Okay, Adkan, let's pause over here. Let's quickly recap, let's review our daf today. Okay, a lot. Uh, first of all, we on Ein uh, Testament base, we uh, very quickly went through Get Yashan. Right, Get Yashan, which is funny because it came up again and again through the Masechta. And finally, on Ein Testament base, uh, yesterday's daf, which we just started out today. So we were introduced to the idea that the Get was written. Uh, was held on to for a while, for no good reason, or maybe a good reason, whatever. And it was held on for a while. And then, before it was before he gave it to her, so in this interim period, he secluded himself with her. So that yichud that he did with her disqualifies the get. This is what's called the get yasha. And as a result of that, you can't use that get. You have to go ahead and rewrite another get. Okay? And why should that be? So we explained it in today's daf, Gita Kodem Libna, because of the... Uh, of, of the Erroneous perception that's going to create years down the road in terms of the child that's born, if a child is born. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, that's number one. Number two is that mistakes in the get. If you make a mistake in the get, even though it's a quote unquote non critical mistake of the get, it's critical. And even though you dated the get wrong, you you give the wrong location for the get. So in any of those circumstances, the get is no good. And if she goes ahead and remarries based on this get, so that the remarriage is also no good as well. And so tetsimizemizeh. And she has to leave both men and she has to get a get from both men and many other consequences as a result of that. The, uh, the, uh, we went over exactly what does that mean? Wrong dating, bad dating. We talked about Shalmachus in the course of today's daf. That's a big part in terms of why it is you have to, you have to get the right government. In other words, when you write the get, you have to get the correct government because we're trying to create Shalmachus. That's the whole purpose of, of, of going with the local government. And instead of going with a local government, you went with another government, you went with the Chorim Beis HaMikdash, and any one of those circumstances, you failed on Shalom Achus, and it gets no good. And another part of today's daf, this is all according to the Sheet of Rabbi Meir, who subscribes to the idea of Kol Chachamim, so the get is going to be a puzzle get. However, Chachamim disagree. Meaning the Chachamim will tell you, obviously, we want Shalom Achus, and we want you to write it correctly, but in the event of these quote-unquote smaller errors in the get, the get is not going to be disqualified, and the child that results from her second marriage is not going to be a mamzer. Okay, and that took us to the Ahmed Beis. And on the Ahmed Beis of today's daf, once again, we relitigated Rav Hamanuna, a Shomeris Yavam who is Mizana with another man. Is that an act of znus? Is she now a zona? Is she disqualified to marry a Cohen? Rav Hamanuna says yes. Is our Mishnah supportive of Rav Hamanuna? Maybe. Ad